Welcome to Vibrant Faith. We all need vibrant faith, not a perfect faith. The only perfection we can achieve is our simple desire to know and love God. Luke chapter 9, verses 28 to 36. Jesus took with him Peter and John and James and went upon the mountain to pray. And while he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly, they saw two men, Moses and Elijah, talking to him. They appeared in glory and were speaking of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Now Peter and his companions were weighed down with sleep, but since they had stayed awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. Just as they were leaving him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. While he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were terrified, and they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone, and they kept silent and in those days told no one any of the things they had seen. How many of you are problem solvers? Let me explain further. When you see a problem or when you see a different option to an existing situation or a problem that we may have to face or a better way of doing things, how many of you will actually tell another person, let me tell you how it can be done differently or let me help you to figure it out so that you don't have to exert yourself too much before the other person asks for help? I have to tell you, I am one of them. I can assure you, I don't mean anything bad by it, but man, I to tell you, I've gotten into all kinds of trouble just because I've offered help before someone has asked for it. It's difficult to keep quiet when there is something exciting, something beautiful, something that we can do something about. Lori Hale, she's an associate professor of theology of religion at the Augsburg University. She speaks about this encounter of Peter, James, and John with Moses and Elijah when they went with Jesus to the top of the mountain. She says, imagine, she imagines a cosmic hand from heaven reaching down to give Peter a good, you are missing the point slap upside head. You are missing the point, Peter. Peter, really? 
Do you want to talk right now? Is that what you're doing? After what you just witnessed, after what you just saw, Moses and Elijah and the prophets coming in the clouds and talking with Jesus, your master, don't you think it may be a good idea to be quiet and just enjoy the moment? And you know, I can't blame Peter for what he is doing because when I am in an awkward place or I am nervous, I talk and laugh or maybe that I don't have a control of the things that comes out of my mouth. I didn't know that until a couple of days ago. So much for my self-awareness is what I want to say because when I think of it, you know, nervousness can make us say things sometimes without actually thinking through them. I thought I knew myself, but the truth is, I don't know myself enough to know sometimes when to talk and when to be silent. I'm sure though, if I had been there on that mountain, I would have been quiet. I would have been so dumbfounded, I wouldn't know what to say or what to do. I want to do something about it because the experience was incredible. So let's be honest, let's be real here. I'm sure if we are to put into such moments, we want to do everything right and best. If we have such experiences, we want to hold on to them. We want to keep such beautiful moments forever and ever and ever. If there is a wonderful, beautiful moment, who in the world wouldn't want to repeat that experience that day again and again and again? Is there anyone who would like to live in misery and doubt and fear or anger or things that you don't know anything about? Or would you recreate the best moments of your life? again and again and again. Or maybe in another way, would you like to freeze those days, freeze those moments, or you think, I wish this could be the day every day ever after, and keep it available for the day when we don't have such a wonderful experience. I want to say, I would do it. I would do such a thing. I understand Peter here in this context because when he experiences something incredible, something that is powerful, something that he never wants to come out of, he wanted to freeze it. He wanted to hold on to it. He wanted that God moments again and again and again. I understand. I think you will understand that exactly when you have a wonderful experience with God or with neighbor, with your friend, with your family, with your wife, with your children. You want to hold on to those moments. That is so real. It is in this context I want to think about church. When we have a good liturgy, a good sermon or a good music, great fellowship, wonderful spiritual experience, lots of emotional fulfillment. When you are in church, when you worship, you feel a warmth in your heart, in your body. You feel God is touching you. There is a tingling. There is an experience that is unexplainable. Wouldn't you want that experience every single day so that your love for God, your love for fellow men, your experience of church is absolutely beautiful every single day so that when we go home, we have something to hold on to. At our worst moments of our life, we have something to hold on to. It is in this context what our Alan Culpepper says that ma that makes sense. It is, uh, you know, as written by Reverend Catherine, uh, that uh, she says, Peter's attempt to enshrine his mountaintop experience wasn't what Jesus had in mind. Alan would say, faithfulness is not achieved by freezing a moment. Faithfulness is not achieved by freezing a moment. Instead, faithfulness follows God in trust 
toward the future. Maybe let's reflect a little more. Faithfulness in spiritual life means trusting the next day and the day after that for God to be present in life and us showing up. Faithfulness in spirituality is simply like the fox and the little prince. You have heard the story of the fox and the little prince in the remote planet that there is a, a sunset at every 30 minutes. It is the story of the fox and the, uh, and the prince, little prince. They come uh, every day, they come at one place so that they can meet each other. It is showing up at the same time, at the same place, hoping for your friend, for the fox and the little prince to show up and become unique become the friend. It is easy to freeze something and go back to the stale, go back to that state again and again and again. But some taste that resembles the taste of the same thing from the past, that's what we are looking for. Some experience that if we had, we want to replicate that to make it easier. Maybe in another way, maybe to say, suppose you made a wonderful dinner. And this evening, and you thought that, you know, this is a great dinner. Wow, I did, outdid myself. At the end of the dinner, there was lots of leftovers. And you said, this is fantastic. Let us freeze this meal, what is left over, so that we will have another day of wonderful meal. And when you pull that meal from the freezer meal the, a, week day, a, a, a week later or a day after, and you reheat it, do you think you will have the same experience, same taste as you had it on the first day? Even though the food is the same, the, the, everything about the food is the same, except that it is not fresh anymore. That's what I think uh, every time. When I take food out of the freezer, it doesn't taste the same, even though it was wonderful a week before. Now, so let's put that into context here. If we are eating leftovers every day, then of course, it's going to taste the same every day. And we are not the same every day. We change every day. Our experience change every day. Our expectations change every day. Our dreams and hopes and experiences and all that happens in life is so unique. We cannot just replicate our spiritual experiences from the past to make it towards the future. And so, uh, a theologian, writer, Anne Swansigan notes the difference between Moses' encounter with God on Mount Sinai, with its Ten Commandments, and this one with Peter, James, and John. There is a big difference between the two when Moses went up on the top of the mountain and when now Jesus takes Peter, James, and John to the top of Mount Mount. Tabor. Both were given commandments. Moses was given ten commandments. Yes, of course, Jesus did not, or Moses and Elijah did not give commandments to Peter, James, and John. But of course, they had one commandment that was given. And honestly, when you think of it, it was easier to keep the ten commandments that was given to Moses and the people of Israel when Jesus, when Moses came down from the mountain, than for Peter, James, and John, because the one commandment that was given to Peter was this. Can you please zip? Zip your mouth? Can you just close your mouth? Can you just, just not talk? Can you just keep quiet? That's hard. Do not analyze the moment. Enjoy it. Do not talk simply. Grasp it. 
Do not make plans for what to do next because what comes next is not the same as what it is right now. So simply give in to the moment. Give in to this moment. Don't worry about how to do it better. Don't worry about what to do tomorrow. Just do it today. Just celebrate what you're doing right now. And this is that best moment. Our temptation, honestly, is to improve. Our temptation is to improve on our experience, improve on things, even when we do the best we are doing. It is a great thing to improve on things. There is no question about it. But when it comes to God, all that matters is that you are here. And that's the best all that matters is that you are here. If you keep coming, if you keep meeting God regularly, then God will keep improving everything else in your life. If you are present to God, God will make you presentable to the world you are in. If you are present to God on a regular basis, make him unique and a friend and for whom that you come and towards whom that you look forward to meeting and you present yourself to God, then God will make you presentable in this world. There is nothing more you can do to make it better other than to show up. The best you have is what you are right now when you are present in the presence of God. This is the dazzling moment of spirituality and that's what I call transfiguration is all about when it is so dazzling and when you need to simply be present that moment is transfiguration to do that there is only one thing you can do not to improve or freeze the past but to return again and again and again to the next moment to the new reality and to the new day when we return and not freeze the moment we become lights we become lights ourselves that is what transfiguration is all about and that's exactly what happened on mount sinai and mount tabor both of these great men had shining faces because they both encountered god on that one single day and every day they came to experience God in the moments they were given. Moses was given moments after moments after moments, days and days and days and years and years and years to meet God in the wilderness, in the journey that he was in and he was not going to freeze those moments from the past but rather look back into it realize what that was but then go forward with the hope and expectation that God will show up at the most needed moments of his life and so was Jesus and so that's what transfiguration that's what this reading is all about it is just not freezing the past freezing our spiritual experiences but then faithfully returning to the next day trusting God will show up just like you show up. Like the friend, the little prince and the fox showed up day after day after day to meet their friend and make them unique. We need to keep showing up and then the Lord will show up. And when we present ourselves to God, God will make us presentable to the world.